All right, sermon title today is called Drinking from the Same Cup. Now, I realize that's not keto, so I'm not going to look at it anymore. Amen. I've been on this diet, and every once in a while, I get tempted. I know none of y'all have ever been through any of that before. There's something about not eating I don't like. Anyway, get your Bibles. Go to 2 Corinthians 13. I want to talk about, last week we talked about communion. We talked about the blood. I had a different direction to go. Spirit of God began to deal with me to make an adjustment, so I did. 2 Corinthians 13, in, in some of the meetings that Lisa and I and Justin go to with Dr. Varallo, she, she mentions this scripture, and so I decided to look it up and read it. 13, 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Communion with Holy Spirit. What is communion with the Holy Spirit? Let me back up before we get into communion with the Holy Spirit and let's talk about the world we're living in right now. The world needs Jesus. Now, let me share with you what that looks like. When you step out of the church, you step into the world, we have a world right now that's creating their own right versus wrong. Well, they stand before God, they realize they're not going to get to bring their list. He's got his own. But right now, one of the problems that we have had in America is that the gospel is really not being preached like it used to or the way it should be. So let's go over what it really is. Man is not going to hell because he smokes dope or drinks beer or watches porn. The, the, the fruit is called sin, but it's being the root is, un, is the fact that man is a sinner by nature. He is dead in sin. What we're seeing in the world right now is, is people made from Adam with Satan's nature ruling the world. And, and, and we're looking around going, what is happening? We're getting to watch just how bad a human can be without God. So, What's the answer? Well, the answer is the gospel. The answer is Jesus. I'm not talking about greasy grace. I'm talking about the fact that all men, everybody who is dead in sin, see, they don't, see, there's no reason for them to be forgiven. You go in a morgue and you forgive a guy, it doesn't do a lot of good. He's dead. When a man is dead in sin, he needs to be raised from the dead. The gospel raises men from spiritual death and makes them new creations. It's something that God does apart from works. So what is the law for? It is to show you you need a Savior. It was never intended for you to try to keep it to be better. So we're dealing with a world gone rogue. Now, I, I am very pro 
put good people in office. What my concern is, where are we going to find any? I know that sounds, it is funny. There are some out there. We put them in office, guys. But the rest of them need to get born again. They need Jesus. This has been the fault of the church. We have not explained people's need for Savior. We're entertaining people. That's not right. If you're here today and Jesus is not Lord, you're not going to hell because you smoke dope. You smoke dope because you're going to hell. If you'll get born again, you won't need dope or beer. If you get married, you won't need a playboy. Nobody in their right mind would take a paper doll over a real one. Never mind. I'm going to come back over here and preach. I said anybody in their right mind. So that's the problem with the world today, and I pray that, that, that churches around America would come back to preaching the gospel. Now, that's the world. Now, what is the number one issue in a church? Well, it isn't Jesus. You're born again. So when you're born again, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Let me explain to you what that means. That's your nature. You are righteous by nature. You're not a sinner. You've been made right with God. You're complete in him. You're blessed coming in, blessed going out. God has already made you perfect. But now I'm going to use a word here, and I want you to hold on. Don't, don't throw at anything at me. But you're ignorant perfect. I didn't say dumb. I, I could have. I, 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 and I did first service. They didn't like it. So I'm changing my word. So you're you're. You're ignorant. So after Jesus rose from the dead, paid everyone's debt, you were born again, then he made an astounding statement. He said, don't leave a popka until you're endued with power from on high. That means that he, he must have thought that was important. And is it? It is. It is. God gave you the gift of salvation. That's a gift. But it's not the only gift he gave you. He gave you the gift of righteousness. Then he gave you the gift. He gave gifts unto me. He gave men of God to preach and teach. And he's bestowed gifts on you. But one of the gifts he gave you was the person, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not a bird. He's God, and he lives inside you. All right, now don't get mad at me. Though he lives inside of you, you can still have him resident and him not be president. So now you're a wonderful, beautiful new creation who's dumb as a rock. And this is the state of the American church. You're running around with the God that made everything inside of you, and you don't know whether you're coming or going. So God gave you the answer. He said, I'm going to give you the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, 
whether you spend time with him or not is totally up to you. So the Bible refers to that as communion. All right. Now, the first service found out that if they didn't say amen, I was going to say something to them about it. I'll tell you why in a little while. I want to read to you what communion means. And we take communion. We take communion in here, and we that's the bread and the wine, and, the, and Jesus says, as often as you drink this. But what is it? What it really is communion? Communion means to drink from the same cup. The cup, he, see, in heaven there's not a hundred cups. There's just one. When a man and woman are married, you can actually drink from the same glass. If you kiss, it's not, you're, it's okay. Remember I told you that everybody needs help. So if you're sitting there and you won't drink out of your husband's cup, are you kissing? It's called swapping spit. I don't know whether y'all understand that or not, but. Maybe you don't swap spit. Maybe, you, maybe you're beyond that. Maybe you've matured. I have never matured past swapping spit. Thank you. Do y'all know I have to entertain you a little tiny bit? It means to drink from the same cup. You understand that Jesus drank from your cup. But it's just one cup. It means to have things common. Communion. It means fellowship. It means intercourse. When you have communion correctly with your spouse, it's a good chance babies come. And if you don't like communion, there's something wrong with you. I'm going to come over here. You know, I have never had communion with Lisa and said, how long is this going to take? <laughs> don't do it to me in church either because I don't like it. <laughs> there are certain things that God made. It's supposed to be pleasure. It, actually, it will help you live longer. I'm not going to get into that, but I can prove to you it will cause you to live longer. And all the men said, well, honey, listen to him. Listen, baby. You want me to live long? All right. It means intercourse between two persons, a state of giving and receiving. Communion means agreement to be in one accord. It means community having all things common, a shared responsibility. It also means communication and the exchange of ideas. We're talking about marriage, aren't we? So marriage is a blood covenant entered in between a man and a woman where all things become common. All of her needs are now yours. All of your needs are now his. And if it's founded in love, it's beautiful. Christianity was supposed to be founded in love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. It's not a burden. It is not a burden for me to love my wife. I love my wife. It's not a burden to be with her. It's not a burden to take her to dinner. It's not a burden to spend money on her. She's not a burden. 
She's the joy of my life, and you're the joy of God's. And that's Christianity. Now, God knowing that you needed help gave you the gift of the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, you were taught in the denominational church that you came out of that you got the Holy Ghost when you got born again, and that is true. That is true. You're born of the Spirit of God. In other words, you were placed in to Jesus by the Holy Spirit. But now Jesus wants to place you into the Spirit. Jesus was God when he was born. But he wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost until he got to, to the river of Jordan. The disciples were born again when they ran into the, the tomb and said they believed. Or Thomas says, I won't believe unless I see him. And they're all believers. But what is this day of Pentecost thing? Don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. The Spirit of God was given to you to help you because you need help. He wouldn't have given you something if you could have made it without him because you can't. So let's talk about church for just a moment. Why do we have churches in America full of people who are born again, but they're dead? They're dead. The people die. They go to heaven. But they're dead. You, you, the Bible talks in the book of Revelation about churches who are dead. What keeps this one from being dead? What keeps you from dying on the vine though you're saved? Holy Spirit. To the degree you commune with him. To the degree you spend time with him to the degree that you recognize good morning, Holy Spirit. Welcome. Thank you. Do you all see this? Now, this creates another issue that we have to bring up. What does communion with the Holy Spirit look like? And why? Tonight, Dr. Varallo will be in Doug Bankston's church. You're, unless you're in leadership, take off. We're going to leave and be there a few minutes late. But she's going to be preaching as a prophet. I'm going to make a suggestion to you. Stop looking for someone to give you a word while you walk around with God in you. You're not a stepchild. Now, I'm not saying don't go expecting the Lord to use her. If he does, good. If she doesn't, you're still good. You're fine. She'll have a word from the Lord. I thank God for Mary friend because there's times that the Lord shows me something and I'm concerned about doing it. I'm going, that's wild. And she'll give me a word and I'll go, well, that was the Lord talking to me. And it'll empower me to step out and do something that I probably wouldn't have done because I was a little concerned. Well, we'll use Lisa, and I won't go into much detail, but she ministered to Lisa when we went up to Illinois about something that Lisa, the Lord had been dealing with her, but she walked up and just read Lisa's mail, and Lisa went, 
Okay, I got it, God. So that's, that's good. But Lisa knows God. Lisa's full of God. Lisa's full of God. Thank you. You are full of God. Think about this. Full of God. That is a huge statement. You have skills. You have abilities. Some of them not being used. But I'm going to teach you how to use them. I'm going to teach you how to go there. Are you all ready? So communion with God the Holy Ghost is huge. Go with me to Isaiah 28, please. We preached on this Wednesday night. We're going to come back to it. Turn to your neighbor and say, I, I think he's going to have got a good sermon for you today. Okay, now listen, listen, because what I'm going to say right now is, is, is muy, muy importante. It's very, very important. Because, now listen to what I'm, just listen as I say what I'm going to say. We have a mistaken idea in Christianity that if we jump enough, holler enough, shout enough, or pray enough, God ascends on top of our heads and answers our question and fixes all of our problems. He does do that some, but it, it, it's rare. See, God would like to get you off the street corner with a tin can that says we'll, we'll work for, and you really won't work. That's really not the way to make a living. Now, some people think it is, but I don't think it's. A, would it work? It'll keep you from dying of starvation. But God has a better plan for you, and I'm going to show you what it is. In Isaiah 28, verse 9, it says, Whom will he teach knowledge? Good question. Who does God teach knowledge to? Say me. Whom will he make to understand the message? Now, he, he, he puts a question. Those weaned from milk? Yeah. Yeah, we start, in, we start in the nursery. We start in children's church. Those kids over there can cast the devil out of you in a nanosecond. They're in there learning the same word you're learning. We're not waiting until they get adults. See, somebody said, made a statement one time, says we had three and a half child, people born again last week. And they said, oh, three adults and a kid? No, three kids and an adult. The kids have their whole life, the adults half done. We're not going to wait until they get in here to start helping them. We, we start them over there. You should too. Our boys were speaking in tongues at three. I told this story. I'm going to tell it again because I got the platform and I want to tell the story. So just bear with my story. And I know that you've heard it before, but I want to tell it again, so just let me tell my story. When, when, when the boys were little, Lisa and I, Lisa put them in Hampton to bow. Now tell me, was it first grade or second grade? What was it? He was in kindergarten when, he, when the lady. So, there, so there, he's in kindergarten, and the, and the teacher there, who happens to be a good Presbyterian woman, was reading in the devotional that day, Acts 2. She didn't have a clue what it meant, but Jordan did. 
So Jordan pipes up in the middle of kindergarten class and says, I know all about Acts 2. She said, you do, Jordan. Tell us about Acts 2. And he stood up and said, and start speaking in tongues in class. And the teacher, not knowing what, quite what to do with his tongue-talking, devil-chasing, holy-rolling preacher's kid, said, well, that's really sweet, Jordan. And Jordan said, well, I hope that helps you a little bit. So out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, God might teach you a little something or another. So anyway, that Presbyterian learned all about tongues that day from Jordan. And, and we, when we got home, she, she let Lisa know, but we never told him not to ever do it again. We told him, it says, you just do that all you want to. Don't you worry about it. You were there. Oh, you were in the class. So Lisa just turned him loose and let him go. That's a good mom. Now let's go down. Let's go down here to verse 10. Look, look at verse 10. Precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Let, let me help you with something. Holy Spirit is not going to teach you everything you need to know in a day. And everything you need to know right now to get through life, you're not going to get it in a day. It's not coming necessarily through a church service where the Holy Ghost hits you. <laughs> Now, let's talk, let me talk about healing for just a moment. Thank God for healing ministers. Most ministers who pray for people who are sick, most, 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 the sickness comes back because the people are, are ignorant. Now, that's why I will pray for you, but it's better if I taught you because health Sickness is more spiritual. The physical is a symptom of something going on in you. It does not mean you're in sin. It might mean you're ignorant of who you are. It might mean you're ignorant of righteousness. It might mean that you don't know about the name. It might, there's a lot of stuff that you're not taking advantage of because you don't know how to access it. By his stripes, you were healed. But if you're not and your body is still sick, it's probably a lack of knowledge on your end. And if you were to allow the Holy Spirit to actually teach you something, he will bring you out of it. Same thing with prosperity, the same thing with money, the same thing. See, your life is not about one victory after another. It's one dumb moment coming to victory and one more dumb moment coming to victory. Now, that is because God gave you Holy Spirit as a teacher to lead you and guide you into all truth. Now, let me say something to you right now. You might be a wonderful, lovely Christian. And you might be dumb as a sack of hammers. Nobody can chide you for not being wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But you see, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not a Pentecostal doctrine. It is a Bible doc. It's in your Bible. Jesus didn't say for charismatics, this is your scripture. But for Baptists, read on. This one's not for you. We're the ones that created that mess. God did not. Now here, go back to my scripture. For precept must be on precept. 
Now, grace is when God gives you the answer before you've learned anything. But he's not going to let you stay there. He sent you to school when you were in third grade, but he gave you parents to provide food and clothing and a house. But there will come a day. You'll get your own house, and you'll get your own car, and you'll get your own insurance, and don't eat out of my refrigerator any longer. You're an adult now. Leave. And when they get the bright idea to leave, let them leave. Glory be to God. And if they call you after they've left, don't answer the phone. Leave them alone. They had 18 years to get it. God is a good parent. But he's not going to keep on healing you through an evangelist all of your life. He wants you to learn some stuff. You need to learn the Word of God. Now, how are you going to learn it? There is only one way. Holy Spirit. If you don't know Holy Spirit, you're just a wonderful, beautiful, dumb Christian. And you're wonderful. You're just, oh, you're just, you're just wonderful. There's a question. It is the number one question in heaven. Why? I'm going to answer it for you. Don't wait till you die. When people die and they come through the pearly gates, they say, where's Jesus? And they say, he's over there waiting on you. And before you open your mouth, he goes, I'm here to answer your number one question. Why? And there you go, well, yes, I want to know why. And he's going to say, because you didn't do what I told you to do. Now, my question to you is why? Why did I give you my Holy Ghost and you never even got to know him? I sent him to teach you everything. Why were you watching Facebook? Why were you on your phone? Why were you skipping church? Why? Well, I went ahead and helped you with your first hour in heaven. I just gave you why. I fixed your why. God gave you Holy Ghost, the greatest gift outside of being born again, a man this side of heaven could ever receive, the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of talking in a language you have no idea what you're talking about. Why? Because he wanted to. All right. I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Verse 11. Are we there? With stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to you. Let's read the rest of it. Whom he said, this is the rest 
that you'll cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing, yet they would not. Is there plan B? No. No. Though, listen, listen, listen to what I'm about to say. If you have the mind of Christ in you, if you have the wisdom of God in you, is there a pump to get it out? I'm gonna come over here. I ain't getting a whole lot out of this thing. They didn't do so good. What in the world do you think it's for? With stammering lips and another tongue, I will talk to you. Now, Barbara will tell you this is true. Other people, but, but, but here is, here's, let's talk about the problem a little bit. There is a spring in Apopka called Rock Springs. During the millennial rain, I am going to get a backhoe and I'm going to dredge it back out. I went down the other day and I found out you had better not dive in. They have filled it in with dirt and gravel and stuff so that you don't drown. So you can walk everywhere. And I mean, it's sweet. You can just kind of walk. Now, if you decide to swim in it, remember, you're going to tear your fingernails up on the gravel. Now, personally, I hate it when liberals take over God's springs. We don't want you to drown. I want you to quit worrying about whether I drown. I want to dive in. I want to go over my head. I want to swim in the water that God gave. I'm coming back over here. These people, I'm not getting a whole lot of these people. So the first thing that's going to happen during the millennial rain, Lisa and I are going down to rock springs, and you're going to see, like, dig it up, and I'm going to get it back to the way God made it. Why am I talking about rock springs? Well, I'm really not. I'm talking about church. Because, because somebody did church the same way. You come in and get a little bit of Holy Ghost. A couple of Shondai, Shondai's tie my bow ties, and you think you had church. Honey, you, no, no. Come on, Barbara, help me out. Until you are swimming in Holy Ghost. I'm, I, I, and, and, I, and, I, and I ain't, now listen, let, let's, go back to, let's go back to marriage. Kissing's nice. But I like communion. Lock the door. We're going to have communion. Woo! Getting deep here. Somebody say amen right now so I'll feel like you're getting this. Something happened in the Pentecostal church when they wanted to be like everyone else. 
They wanted their plays. They wanted their, their, their quartet. They wanted their choir and their robes. And, and, and what, what happened in the Pentecostal Church of God? Somebody walked in one day and somebody was preaching and, and Sister Dufloppet got, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. And someone said, who is that woman? And is that the way you act? And rather than going, yeah, they went, tell her to stop. Well, you're not ever going to hear me tell you to stop. You dance all you by God want to dance. You, you, listen to me. If we can't have Holy Ghost, I don't want to go to a church if Holy Ghost is not there. All right, let, let me say it to you another way. I don't want to be married to a woman who only wants to kiss. I thought there was going to be a little more to this marriage. Well, baby, I gave you three kisses yesterday. What's wrong with you? Well, I was kind of cool, wanting to go a little more communion. Holy Ghost wants communion with you. He wants you in there. Now, now you understand something. Now, that brings us to this point. You see, that doesn't happen in five minutes. Let, let me, let's talk about women a minute. Let's just, women are like a stove. You got to put the wood in. You got to blow the fire. You got to whine them. You got to dine them. You got to hug them. You know, you say, well, we went in there and kissed for five minutes. Well, you don't understand a woman. You can get her going, but it's going to take a little time to get her going. I mean, you just don't go. Someone says, how long were y'all going? About two or three hours. Oh, how long did it last? A couple minutes, but we were there a long, long time. <laughs> how am I doing, Zach? Am I doing all right? <laughs> I mean, the man walks in there and goes, wait, 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 let's go. She's like, I want you to do my back. I want you to do my feet. I want you to. <laughs> I'm talking communion. This is a communion service. Woo! <laughs> Line upon line, here a little, there a little. Uh, well, this is what I'm trying to say. Shondai, Shondai, tie my bow tie, ain't cutting it. You need to lock the door, turn off the phone, get in there with God the Holy Ghost, and spend some time with him until you're walking out going, Woo! Glory to God! Jesus is Lord. This is what happened to the church in America. This is what happened to Pentecostal churches. Now, you understand, there, there are people who are important. 
And they're not going to come to your church if you act like this. But we don't care. I could care less. You ain't paying my bills. I don't give a rip what you think. You, 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 okay. We could grow this church if you'd calm down. <laughs> but we ain't calming down, so we just. <laughs> so somebody asked me, why do y'all holler? I said, why do you not? God ain't deaf. He ain't nervous either. Now, now I'm going to tell y'all. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, and I'm going to tell you why I learned this. I'm going to tell you why I learned this. I learned the hard way. I, I, I also came through the concern time where I was worried about what everybody thought. Even the neighbors next door that weren't even in my house, I was concerned about what they thought. So here's my story. I'm going to tell you my story. Right after I got born again, Che and Ashley decided one night to get the croup. Does anybody know what the croup is? It's when they cough all night. How do you sleep when your kids are coughing? So... I did what any good parent would do. I prayed. Heavenly Father, my children have the croup, and I'm asking you to heal them in the name of Jesus. And I prayed like all the other people that I saw pray that never got a prayer answered. And you know what happened? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. I mean, God just went, I check out. And so I prayed more, which is really just complaining. And somewhere around 3 o'clock in the morning, you've seen people fall out of the power. Have you ever seen anybody fall out of bed? The Spirit of God lifted me up very gently and threw me on the floor. You say, what? He wanted to get my attention. And I find myself praying to God, and now I'm in the floor and he said, get up, go downstairs, and pray in the spirit. I went, okay. So I heaps downstairs. Now, here's what went on in my mind. If I pray loud, the neighbors are going to hear me, and they're going to come down the steps, take a jelly glass, put it on their ear, and listen to what I'm saying. It's amazing how screwed up your brain can be. And I'm downstairs, 3 o'clock in the morning, praying in the Holy Ghost quietly because I don't want the neighbors next door to hear me. What would they think if they heard Shandai, Shandai, tie my bow tie going on at 3 o'clock in the morning in a living room? So I prayed. And the Lord said, I can't hear you. And I'm like, do you need a Q-tip? I'm praying. Shut up. 
okay. Have it your way. And I opened my mouth. And I have a bad habit of being louder than most. It's just sort of God gave it to me when the mic quits. Nobody knows it. Don't think I haven't preached overseas with thousands of people and nobody knew the mic went off. I just, all of a sudden I'm in there. Now I understand something. We're talking about tongues now. Do you know it was dry? Somebody help me. Have you all ever been there? You ever done it? Okay. It wasn't like when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, it just busted out. It was like dry. And this went on for five, ten minutes. And I quit praying in the Spirit. And he said, I didn't tell you to stop. And he's, he's being kind of strong with me. I went, okay. And I opened my mouth again. And off I went. Somewhere between Shandai and Bowtie. Something started happening down on the inside of me. It's almost like I was on a bicycle and I caught gears. And now I'm in the spirit. And I remembered going, devil, get off my kids. I don't know what the neighbors are doing right now. I don't care what the neighbors are doing. I'm in the throne room with God. And the house went quiet. And the Lord said, go to bed. I tapped into the power of God. You're walking around with everything you need this side of heaven, exceeding abundantly above. You see, I love church because you come here because you want to hear someone give you a sermonette. Some of you don't need a sermonette. You need to go home and go to bed with God. You need a quiet place. You need like Benny Hinn. Good morning, Holy Ghost. Let's rock. Now, I've had my days where I was in a funk. It's not a dirty word. F-U-N-K, funk. Have y'all ever been in a funk? You know what I mean by that? My head screwed up. Everything's foggy. And I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Have y'all ever been and, and, and again, I know this. I know this. You know what I usually do? Nothing. Read a book. Listen to a song. Because it's still strange to talk in tongues even though you're a tongue talker. But it isn't strange because all of the mysteries of God are in me. All of them. They're all in you. 
I'm going to read, can I, I'm going to read something to you from Smith Wigglesworth. Y'all are doing pretty good. You're doing, tell the first service, Lisa, this is what I was talking about. God has put us in a place where he expects us to have the latest revelation, the revelation of the marvelous fact, Christ in you. I'm a wall-to-wall God Almighty inside of me, and so are you. And what that really means, we can understand Christ only as we are filled to overflowing with the Spirit of God. Outside of Holy Spirit, you're dumb. I'm not... not Picking on you. I mean, me too. Me too, Catherine. Listen, listen. Smith Wigglesworth was a dumb plumber. Kenneth Copeland was a fat, broke pilot. Joyce Myers was a hot, parry, nasty mouth female. They're all natural, dumb, ignorant people until until, until they got in the room with God, the Holy Ghost, and they got in there and started praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in a language that they do not know. And God downloaded the wisdom of God inside of these people. Peter was a coward. Paul was a Pharisee. Daryl Morgan was a hick. I didn't even have shoes. On probation for a felony that they're going to put me in a penitentiary until the day I got born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. Say, I got the Holy Ghost. I got everything I need. Come on, y'all. Come on. Who made your body? The guy, the guy that made your body is living inside of you. Who made your brain? Who knows every piece of property in town and what's its for sale? And who, who, who knows all of that? The other day, Lisa and I were praying. And you know, when you're praying the Spirit, you, you say things and your brain goes, What? What? That's dumb. So the other day, for the last several months, we've been praying property, property, property. And I'm going, proper? Proper. Maybe property. We have property. We have a piece of property. We found a piece of property landlocked next door that the only person has access to it is someone in this church and it's for sale 
Come on, Holy Ghost. What else you want to pray about? <laughs> if you had any idea what you're saying, you'd pray a lot more. Okay. Come on. Anybody excited about this? This. We understand Christ only as we're filled and overflowing with the Spirit of God. Our only safeguard from dropping back into your natural mind from which you can never get anything. Don't get mad at me. You don't have enough up there to take you through life. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking on you. God is. Now, I want you to get this picture. God's, God and Jesus and Holy Spirit sitting around heaven. And God goes, well, they've all, they've all ate the apple. And they're all children of Adam, and they're all headed to hell. And Jesus says, I'll go, and I'll die on the cross for them, and I'll redeem them. And God goes, okay, Jesus. And then God turns and says, yeah, but they're still dumb. I mean, a sheep is a real dumb animal. Y'all, he's just dumb. Uh, how do you turn a sheep into super sheep? You know, nobody's ever made kung fu sheep. And Holy Spirit goes, I'll go. I'll get in them and help them if they'll let me. Yeah, but they don't know nothing. Well, I'm going to pray through them and bypass their dumb head. Because there ain't nothing up there. All things work together for the good of them. You know what that's about? Praying in the Spirit. The more you spend time with God, your life will take off like a rocket, guys. It'll just. Our only safeguard from dropping back in our natural mind from which you can get never get anything is to be filled and filled again with the Spirit of God and taken on to new visions and new revelations. Boy, God has so much for us. If there's one thing, I'm going to read one more scripture. There's, I think I am. I think I am. I think I am. I got two more scriptures. I got one scripture in them. I've been pastoring now over 30 years. I love you guys. Some of you, your lives are messed up. And I've been doing everything I can to help you. And I'm like, I'm done. God, I'm done with them. Why don't you take over? I'm going to teach them how to tap you. You know that if you have an anger problem, I'll tell you the answer. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by God the Holy Ghost. If you have a sin problem, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you have a depression problem, the joy of the Lord is your strength. In other words, you really don't have any problems. <laughs> Zechariah 4.6. Pop it on the screen, and then I'm going to go to my other scripture. Oh, man, we, we'll have you out 
Nah, I won't. Not by the. I don't want to lie to you. The Baptist will be out in two minutes. I was in. I was raised in a Baptist church. If y'all know. Never remember a thing he preached. Zechariah 4, 6. Look at this. And he answered and said, the word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel. It's not by your might. You're not going to muscle it through. It's not, America's not going to be saved by power. I'll tell you how it's going to come back. It's going to be by the Holy Ghost. It's going to be, you know, sometimes Betty Mae sends me stuff by Mario Murillo. It ain't Mario, it's Holy Spirit. Those meetings are powerful. When a lost man is walking an aisle to get saved, God is in the building. When you got people in California getting saved, God is in the building. America needs the Holy Spirit. Church needs the Holy Spirit. And to the degree we yield to him and, and, and obey him, if I had one prayer request for you, create groups and make you sit and pray in tongues until you get your victory. Because some of you are never going to get a thing until you do. And Barbara, and Barbara and the ladies in the prayer meeting will tell you this. And I said this to the other night. Quit allowing them to come in and talk about their problems a half an hour. Shut up, mate. Just shut up. Well, pray for me. No. You pray. I am not your God. You pray. Teach them to get in the spirit and to get a hold of God. Nancy, my sister came down here and she said this to me. She said, the greatest thing that happened to me in your church was the women taught me to pray. And her daughter, Brooke, severely retarded, is no longer severely retarded. But it was line upon line here, it didn't happen in a week. When somebody laid hands on, Nancy got in there on her family and prayed it through in the Holy Ghost. And Daniel was AD, what do you call that when they're, and he works for the State Department. Of course, he fits in real good because they're all a little ADHD. You're talking about a kid who's not supposed to make it but mama prayed over him in the Holy Ghost. Boy, I could see, I just want to take off a day and just, now sometimes in my house, I'm glad I married to Lisa because she knows how I am. It's a good thing we don't live real close to everybody because I don't know nothing about praying quiet. I don't know nothing about it. The Bible says they lifted their voice. And I don't, sometimes I just, you know, I just don't, I'm not doing nothing. If I'm, what am I saying? I haven't got any idea. But it sure looks like I just told them so much. 
Say, when I don't know what to do, I now know what to do. Over these elections, I just stretch my hands out and pray in the spirit. Oh. And I've had him give me things to say in English over people running for office. They'll take their seat. They will take their seat. They will take that seat. Folks, that's not small. I want, to read, I want to read 1 Corinthians 2. Don't turn there. I just want to read it to you. I'm actually, I'm actually reading a scripture right now. As it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither entered the heart of a man. The things God prepared for them that love him. There's more for you than you have ever seen. Not waiting till you die. God doesn't need you to die to enjoy heaven. I'm not waiting until I die to get healthy. Matter of fact, I've even started believing for my hair back. Y'all just hold on. Hair we go again, glory to God. You say, well, I don't see it growing. Here a little, there a little. Y'all be nice. You love me, don't you? You're a good guy. I don't care what anybody says. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. How much? All of it. For the spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit that's in that man, even so the things of God no one knows them. Did you know that the things of God are impossible to know with your head? They're impossible to find with your head. Even so, no one knows the things of the man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of God that we might know the things freely given to us by God. Folks, this is huge. Which things we speak, not in words that man's wisdom teaches, but Holy Ghost teaching, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. That's what's happening right now in church. I'm talking spiritual things to you, not natural things. I'm talking to your heart. I'm not talking to your head. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's foolishness. Why would anybody in their right mind dance in church? Makes no sense to me. Felt good. Why would anybody in their right mind speak a language Oh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Doesn't God already know what I want? God, you know what I want. Amen. Well, that's a dumb prayer. Because he said, ask him. 
So ask him about your children. Do you know everything about them? Holy Spirit does. What about your job? Does you know everything that they're doing? What about next week? What about next what? What about next year? What about the economy? What about food? What about it? Who knows? Holy Spirit. What about your body? What about your doctor? What about your mind? What about the school? What about it? Do you know? No. Who does? Holy Spirit. And he lives in you. And he lives in you, walking around with him. I'm saying all this because there's a mindset in church. God, come answer my prayer. And he's going, you're praying the wrong direction. Bow your head and say, God, show me. I'm preaching pretty good. The rest of it's religion. It didn't work for them. Why do you want to go down that path? I don't want to go down that path. That path hasn't gotten anybody anywhere. Where was I? The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness. Neither can he even know them. They're spiritually discerned. Unless you're filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, there are things that even when I preach it, you're looking at me like a dog at a new bone. Right. What? I may not sing it. I've had people, when I get up and start preaching, get up and just walk out. I'll tell you this, you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you won't walk out, you'll run up here. Glory be to God. Say, God lives in me. There's nothing me and him can't do. Folks, that's awesome. Out of your belly shall flow rivers. Rivers. What happens when water hits dry ground? Something grows. What do you think about turning that river loose? If that bothers you, you're the foolish man I'm talking about. Now, in Florida, I'm going to give you a secret. You can talk in tongues everywhere in Florida. Because Florida is a hobnob of every ethnic group on earth. And everything you say, there's someone in Disney right now speaking that language. And since you're close to Disney, you can pray in tongues in public. So you go to Winn-Dixie and you go, and they'll go, huh? And you go, well, I was talking to God. Yeah. Well, what were you saying? I don't know. <laughs> Quit worrying about what everybody thinks about you. Yes. 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 
Robert, I'm done. I don't know what else to do. I had a steak the other night without you. I'm just going to tell you it was good. I ate yours and mine. I just want you to know that. No, I didn't really. I got you one. I got you. Someone say, hey, man. Listen, listen. All I've done is take something very simple and make it very simple. I want to get you out of your funk. Without him, church becomes a bore. The Bible is a bore. Witnessing is a bore. When I'm not full of the Holy Ghost, I don't want to talk to you about heaven and hell. I don't care. Well, I'm going to hell. I don't give a rip. Go to hell. When I don't pray in the Spirit, I don't want to come to church either. Not another Sunday. Two services. Are you out of your mind? So I go in the living room. <sighs> pray in the Spirit. About an hour later, I'm walking around going, Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. And about two hours later, I'm going, I can't wait till tomorrow. I can't wait to church. I love you, Jesus. Oh, you're so good. What happened? Full. I like something Rodney Howard Brown said. You were not designed to live on this planet and not drink. I knew that when I was a sinner. (laughs) So I'm going to give you all a secret, but don't ever tell anybody. When you see me preach mad, I didn't pray enough. When you see me preach happy, I did. I know some of you are going, I wish you'd pray more. Say it. Say it. Now, can I say it back to you? I wish y'all would pray more. (laughs) Because you're easier to preach to when you're full of the Spirit of God. Your marriages are a lot easier when both of you are full of God. Ready to pray? Father, we had a wonderful time this morning in your presence. Just absolutely a wonderful time. I did everything in my heart and in my power to take something. Holy Spirit, you're so precious. You live in each of us. We pray and we say before you that we've had times we've neglected you. We've had times when we didn't even act like you were there. We've had times when we went to the natural. But we're learning. You're teaching us. There is a way that seems right to the man, but the way there is death. But there's another way. You said, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Father God, starting today, I pray everybody in the sound of my voice would learn to take the time to commune with you, Holy Spirit, until we're full of the presence of God. Thank you for the gift 
Thank you for teaching us about this gift. In Jesus' name. If you're in here today and you've never been filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues, I realize that you may need to know more. I want you to understand people up here are not going to push you and force you. You do need to learn something you don't know. Let them guide you. God is not going to give you a demon. Like they told you in the Baptist church, you're not going to get a demon. God's big enough not make sure you don't get something bad. If you ask him for Holy Spirit, he will give you Holy Spirit. You say, well, I have the Holy Spirit. Well, then come up and make him president instead of resident. And let him have access to your mouth. And I will promise you in one year, maybe a month you'll look back and go that's the best thing I've done since I've been saved the day I got filled with the Holy Ghost my Bible completely opened up like somebody rewrote it like the author moved in I'm excited about the future because God lives in me I'm looking at America, and I'm going, oh, this sucks. But God is in me, and I'll be fine. Say, I'll be fine. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us, too, that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.